This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Tyrus. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, November 16th, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. Your kids may be agreeing with Osama bin Laden, all because of what they learned on TikTok. It's very uh, tempting for these kids to cling hold to these worldviews because they look at the person explaining the issue to them and they see a peer. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. There are trending videos on TikTok, seemingly of mostly young women, who say they have now read Osama bin Laden's missive as published days after the 9-11 attacks and are now agreeing in one way or another that terrorism is permissive as a form of resistance and that the acts of people like bin Laden are the fault of the U.S. government policy and action in the Middle East. And they're taking to TikTok to share their thoughts. And their videos appear to be favored by the app's algorithm, getting wide attention by all TikTok users. In one video, a young woman reenacts herself cheering in 2011, learning that bin Laden had been killed by U.S. special forces, but then in the next scene portrays herself fraught with consternation in 2023, And I quote her caption, reading his letter and knowing he was right. For those of us who read the letter when it was first published, we know bin Laden's letter to America directly named the U.S. support of Israel as his motivation. But a new generation is first reading the bin Laden letter, perhaps without the context of the 9-11 attacks and without challenge, all from an app operated by the Chinese Communist Party, with questionable ethics and history. We've given America's foremost adversary in China unique access to our children, and they're using it to their advantage. Jake Denton is a researcher at the Heritage Foundation's Tech Policy Center. So they're pushing content that disparages not only America, but our way of life, our culture, our ideas, so that their worldview and their perspective is able to prevail in an international marketplace such as TikTok. You see them pushing not only uh, you know, bin Laden or terrorist style content, but also things on the gender theory side of things. And while the bin Laden story is the one that seems to have stuck, it's important for everyone to remember that this exact issue, this exact phenomenon has been going on since the very beginning on TikTok, where the most extreme and radical social theories or ideas have been what's being promoted to our children. And it's very uh, tempting for these kids to cling hold to these worldviews because they they look at the person explaining the issue to them and they see a peer. They see someone who they can relate to. And there's this artificial sense of community when they see the engagement metrics, whether it be likes, views, or comments, where they get a sense that this is, you know, normal, it's accepted amongst uh, you know, their fellow Americans or their fellow kids. And so they go along with it. And what that results in is the popularization of fringe ideas such as, you know, 
uh, crazy gender theory or, you know, really extreme radical ideas such as bin Laden's letter to America. And we should discuss what is in that letter to America. I watched one of these videos that's made for one of these TikTok users. She's she was a, a young lady. We'll say I'd put her in her early 20s. Maybe she was in her late teens. I I, I honestly couldn't tell you. But uh, she was saying that I, I don't even remember this letter being published after 9-11 as if to say it was being withheld from her. I would have to guess that this young lady might have been one or two or three years old at the time of 9-11. Um, but I was not. I was much older than that. And, and that letter, I remember reading it in the newspaper. It was published in practically every major American newspaper within, I think, a, a week of the 9-11 attack. Uh, and it occurs to me that not only were they unaware of the letter or its contents and they're reading it from a perspective of someone who was not cognizant of 9-11 at the time, I think they're they're reading it through a number of lenses that are forced upon them. And that may have been the whole point and the whole problem. Yeah, you know, this is a very interesting situation that we're finding ourselves tasked with, uh, you know, handling. Uh, we haven't really had to kind of assess the information environment in this way before. We've never had this type of application that is promoting these types of content. I think what's really unique in this situation and the one that you described is that almost all of these videos come across as though the content creator is coming from a position of authority. And a lot of that has to do with the production value of the video, the view metrics, you know, these types of things where they can say the most extreme thing. It can be totally uh, unfounded, far-fetched, but it comes across as real and authentic and the, the true reflection of reality due to the view count, due to the comments, maybe due to the fact that they're, you know, filming this video in what seems to be a luxury apartment or in a nice space. It gives the sense of authority and the viewer, the consumer of the content, whether they watch the full duration of the video or they only pull two or three seconds of content from that they take that with them for the rest of their time, not only on the app, but once they leave the app and it shapes their perception of world affairs. And so uh, we've opened ourselves up to being vulnerable to this type of thing. And now we're surprised when it works, but you know, this is going to keep happening and it's just a part of the application. And so when we talk about solutions and bigger picture issues, it's important to remember that you know, that US sale that everyone always you know, touts as a potential viable option for this, this doesn't that does not solve for these content recommendations. This does not solve for, uh, you know, bin Laden's letter to America. It's baked into the algorithm. It's like the what they're promoting. Uh, it's all part of the application. It's part of the experience. And so the only path forward really is a ban to risk sounding hysterical. This is a mind control device, is it not? I mean, this is by by pushing these types of things, you are influencing behavior and it's one thing to have these silly little challenges where maybe someone kids are engaging in some kind of physically risky behavior jumping off a you know a, a high staircase or some other silly stuff but when it's something like this this affects voting this affects policy making eventually this this is mind control it i, I don't know i don't have a better way or a simpler way to put it i don't think well, you know, Christopher Ray came before Congress and told our lawmakers that this is going to be used for propaganda. It's going to be used for information warfare. And everyone took it seriously. We all, you know, universally saw that as a possibility. There were clear examples of where that type of operation had taken place. Yet we did nothing to make sure that it doesn't continue to happen. 
And, you know, now it's been almost several years since President Trump tried to first ban this application. And what has meaningfully changed in this space other than a few brave states putting forward legislation such as Montana to ban it on their own? Our federal lawmakers have failed our country when it comes to protecting our kids. And this is a clear example of how this is just going to continue to get worse. Uh, you know, bin Laden's letter to America is not the last piece of controversial content that will be promoted to millions of young, impressionable minds. And it's going to probably be far from the worst. You know, you talk about those challenges and they aren't necessarily harmless little challenges. You know, they'll promote to your child. See how long you can hang yourself before you die. Or, you know, yeah. can you survive getting thrown from a boat at full speed? You know, you go through all these countless stories of kids getting you know, physically harmed, dying. And you see that like there really is not a redeeming quality of this application. It's not a tool for education. It's not even necessarily a tool for, uh, you know, connecting peers to peers. This is really just a, a horrible cesspit of content. It's a surveillance tool. There is not a redeeming quality of this thing. We're speaking with Jake Denton. He's a researcher at the Tech Policy Center at the Heritage Foundation on trending TikTok videos where young Americans are purporting to find bin Laden's letter to America and agreeing with it on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. We'll have more straight ahead. Well, I think it also is very interesting and noteworthy that China itself doesn't allow this app within its own borders. They they have a similar app, which is intentionally pushing things like how to be a better student and how to how to be respectful to your elders and using, I guess, the algorithmic technology to push that kind of content instead. That's also by design. They know that this is poisonous, mentally poisonous. Well, China uniquely understands the power of this medium in a way that our lawmakers seem to, you know, can't even comprehend at this point. Short form video has a way straight into the mind of that young, impressionable user. And China is using it to improve their young, uh, their young's kind of competency. Right. So whether it be promoting uh, videos on math, videos on physical fitness, they understand that if you give them a very convincing short form video with a little bit of stimuli in there, they're going to take that and run with it. In the United States, in contrast, we've allowed for this application to continue to be on our marketplace in a capacity that China intended in this way where they're able to send any type of content into our airwaves and allow for our children to consume some of the most reprehensible, terrible things that you could possibly imagine. And they would never allow that for their children. And, you know, you can argue that this is a cultural difference or that this is some type of, uh, you know, different philosophy. But you look, they don't let Facebook or Instagram operate within their borders because they're worried of a very similar effect happening. Right. They don't want us to have access to their children. Uh, why are we allowing them uh, a gateway into the minds of our young kids? It's uh, a ludicrous principle, but our lawmakers seem to just be totally uh, complacent when it comes to this. You know, uh, everyone freaked out over uh, the gender videos when Libs of TikTok exposed things. We didn't do anything. There was a bunch of uproar when uh, pro Hamas content was being pushed. Still have yet to see any meaningful action come from that. And now we're all outraged over this. And it looks like it'll follow the exact same course. But, you know, we can't just do more congressional hearings. We know everything we need to know. It just has to be pulled from the marketplace. And we, we should talk about some of the rather dangerous ideas of the bin Laden letter to America. The, I remember reading it. I, I remember very specifically. I was a witness to 9-11 in, in New York. And and I remember reading the letter and I remember what it said. It it said something very specific since the West, meaning the United States, its allies, since it valued representative democracy so much, 
that the people got to choose their leaders, then the people were ultimately responsible for policy and the policy of supporting Israel was therefore the fault of the people making them legitimate targets, making the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, uh, using airplanes uh, with with civilian passengers, making them all legitimate targets. If we make that if, if TikTok is being used to normalize that idea, I, I think we have we have our work cut out for us to, tr- to try. How, how do you counter that? Yeah, well, you know, we have yet to see the real consequences of this, right? I mean, this is kind of taking a generation of children down this revisionist rabbit hole, giving, you know, a generation of American children uh, means to believe that 9-11 was somehow justified and that, you know, America deserved to be attacked. And, you know, these really crazy ideas that at the time of the attack and really even up until the introduction of TikTok, we would have never believed could ever be popularized within the confines of our border. We would never see that a generation would suddenly justify that type of attack. But you see how powerful this application is. And the fact that it's so quickly able to kind of reconstruct the worldview of these children, uh, it's very concerning of where this might have a flare up, right? I mean, whether it be another instance of terrorism, uh, you know, where people are taking to the streets, maybe in support of the cause rather than rallying behind the flag and promoting, you know, our streets to be cleaned up. Maybe they side with the terrorists the next time there's an attack. These are the types of things that seem very far fetched, seem very out there. But we've allowed for this application and for the Chinese Communist Party to reconstruct not only their worldview of political events, but the very foundation by which they interpret current events. Right. Uh, yeah. The philosophical pillars uh, that we would, you know, raise a family on, uh, you know, our love of freedom and liberty. That's not something that these children by default are going to believe in because they're being told an entirely different set of principles. And the parents are blind to it. You know, they can't monitor every second that the child is on the phone and our lawmakers aren't doing anything to counter it. And mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily that we're in a tug of war. We're just allowing China to run away with this thing. And we're going to feel it sooner or later. It's not just going to stay on this application. You know, we're not just going to stick with posting silly videos about, uh, you know, who knows what news story. It's going to find itself in our physical world. And we'll feel this in a way that I don't think a lot of people are taking seriously yet. Jake Denton from the Heritage Foundation. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.